You're listening to the Culips English podcast. To download the study guide for this episode, which includes the transcript, detailed vocabulary explanations, real-world examples, and a quiz, visit our website culips.com. C U L I P S.com. Hey everybody, my name is Andrew. And my name is Morag. And you're listening to Culips. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of our Simplified Speech series. And if you don't know, this is the Culips series where we have completely natural, unscripted conversations. But we speak just a little bit slower than we do in our regular everyday lives. And today I am joined by Morag. Hey, Morag. Hi, everybody. Long time no see or talk. Long time no talk. Yeah, it's been a while, Morag. I got crazy busy, and our schedules just haven't lined up the way that I. Wished they would, but we had time today, and so here we are. And I'm excited for today's topic because we get to explore something and talk about something that I really don't know too much about. So, listeners, you and I will learn here together at the same time. Morag, maybe you could let us know what is our topic for today's episode. Well, our topic for today is D and D, also known as Dungeons and Dragons. It is a pretty famous tabletop role-playing game. You may have heard this as an RPG, a tabletop RPG, or a pen and paper RPG. Hmm. Okay, a pen and paper RPG or a tabletop RPG.、Mm-hmm. That's very cool, and like I said, guys, I don't really know about this too much, so we'll learn about this together. But just before we do that, I want to let everyone know about the study guide for this episode. It can be downloaded from our website, culips.com, and it's jam-packed with materials that will help you study with this episode, like. Transcripts and detailed vocabulary explanations and examples. There's a quiz. There's some speaking and writing prompts. It's it's just a really nice way to study with us. So if you're interested in checking that out, just visit culips.com. Okay, Morag, let's get into it here. So you told us that Dungeons and Dragons, or D and D, as it's called sometimes, is a tabletop RPG game. RPG means role-playing game, right?、Mm-hmm. What is the goal of the game? Is there a winner? How do you win the game? I think you win the game by. 
Oh, this is going to sound a little cheesy, but <laughs> I think you win the game by making friends and being creative and learning problem-solving skills. Oh, okay. Yep. So it's a really different focus compared to many other types of games where you try and defeat everyone else. Well, D&D was pretty much the original RPG, so a lot of the video games that people play nowadays will be based off of some of the systems of D&D. So it's similar in the way that you might fight or make skill checks, try to do stuff, but it's really a collective exercise where you're playing pretend with all of your friends. And maybe I should back up here and we should talk just in general about the theme of Dungeons and Dragons. It's kind of a fantasy game and you inhabit a fantasy world. Is this true? This is my understanding, mm -hmm. at least. Yep. It's a pretty traditional fantasy world where you have elves and gnomes and orcs and dwarves and humans, too. There are goblins for bad guys and dragons and gods and all of this stuff. Cool. And so pretty much my knowledge of D&D comes from movies <laughs> and TV shows. <laughs> uh, I think especially ones that are set in the 70s and 80s. I guess maybe this is when D&D was first released, probably in the 70s. Is that sound right? That is pretty much perfectly accurate. I do believe, don't quote me, but I do believe that it first came out in the 70s and became quite popular in the 80s. Although there was a moral panic surrounding it in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, well, this is why I'm not really familiar with the game is because my parents wouldn't let me play. Or What? Yeah. <laughs> they said that it was a game that was evil because there was mm. these... Mm, these creatures in it, you know, like you mentioned the orcs and the dragons and the goblins, and they thought that this would spoil my innocent young mind, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't oh allowed to play D&D &D when I was young. And I guess because of this, I always thought that it was, you know, something that I should stay away from. And now that I'm older, hmm. I realize that it's just a fun, silly game, right? Yeah, it's a fun, silly game. I think that the really good thing about it is that it gets adults uh, to play pretend, to role play, to take on different characters. A big portion of the game is creating who you want to be, what mm. you think is an interesting person for you to pretend to be, and having those play-acting interactions with the people that you're playing with. That's what makes it really good. I think there are some people that play D&D &D just to see how much damage they can do how amazingly powerful one attack can get or something. Mm -hmm. However, that's not why I play it and that's not why anyone I know plays it. Okay. And I, I think the same could be said for many different types of games and video games too, where people have a different 
avatar, a different persona in the game than they do in their regular life. It allows you to experiment with different personalities and different identities and can be a good thing or a bad thing depending on <laughs> which direction you go, right? I think most of the time it's just pretty funny as you get people <laughs> playing characters that uh, everybody knows you tend to take on cultural references that are common to the group. Mm. So we have somebody in my group right now that I was just playing with playing Derek Zoolander okay. as a glamour bard. <laughs> So this is now a bit of an old reference, a comedy movie from 2001, still a fantastic movie. Whoa, 2001? It's that old? Yeah, it's wow. from 2001. But he plays a very, very beautiful, but very, very stupid elf bard who <laughs> fights with the power of his looks. <laughs> so it's most of the time we're just laughing and making jokes with each other. Okay. Stuff like that. Yeah. Sounds fun. So I I want to dive into the group aspect a little bit. You said you play mm -hmm. with a group. And could you tell me a little bit about this? How many people play? How often do you play? Where do you play? This type of thing. I actually... <laughs> man, I'm such a nerd. Uh, <laughs> I actually play with two groups right now. Okay. Wow. I play with two groups partially because both of my roommates DM, also known as like Dungeon Master. Okay. So they are the ones that run the campaigns. Mm, kind of the leader. It's a lot of work. If you are the DM, you're the one writing the story. So it's a really creative and cool position. Okay. But it takes a lot. So, but both of my roommates do that. So they got me into it. Mm. Um, but I'm playing with two groups right now. It's five and five. Five people in each group? Yep. Okay. And we meet between once a week to once a month. It usually goes as often as you can. Yeah, I imagine that it's a little bit difficult to get six people together at the same time. Mm -hmm. Usually it's one week on, one week off is the most common, but mm -hmm. being pretty much everybody is in their 30s now, <laughs> we all have lives and things that take us away. So I would say probably average is every two to three weeks. Okay. And how long does it take to play one game? Some of the board games that I used to play, and even now I play chess. Chess can take hours. And when I was younger, I used to play Monopoly and Risk. And sometimes these board games would take, you know, all day to play, really. What about D&D? &D? Is it a one-day thing, or does it span over many days? It is not a game in that sense. It's more like a story. So mm. you meet and you go through as much of the story as you get through in that day. Uh, and usually that session or that day will be three or four hours. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you meet at seven, you try to go to like, 10 30 something like that 
and see how much you can get through. But the stories, the campaigns, they go on for years if you keep the same people. Yeah, there's people that have been playing with the same characters for 20 years. Wow, 20 years. Or more. (laughs) If you can keep a group together, then that's really the hard part. It's actually managing people and schedules that's the difficult part. You can play through different stories. And if you have someone creative enough as a DM, they can keep on writing beautiful stories for you. So then you can keep playing. Wow. That sounds like it could be a very involved experience. Now I'm almost a little bit nervous to try and start playing. (laughs) 20, 20 years seems like a long time. But I guess if you have a good group and everybody's having fun, then why not keep it going? I think at that point, then it just becomes a like a, a hobby. Yeah, that's just your that's just what you guys do. But not all your friends have to be D and D friends, and that doesn't have to be your only hobby. And don't have to do it for twenty years. But <laughs> I would definitely recommend people give it a try, just because it's a strange experience as an adult, especially to let go and pretend to be somebody else. Now, I'm wondering if you would recommend this to our listeners. Do you think as an English language learner that this could be a good, like an educational experience? Do you think you could learn English through playing a game like this? And if so, what level of English do you think you would need to jump into a group and start playing uh, D&D? There's a lot of groups online, so I wouldn't be surprised at all if there were spaces where you could hook up with people that had better English than you because the person running the campaign, if it is run in English would need to be very good. Mm, Okay. However, you wouldn't have to be very good to take part. And it would be an amazing way to work on your oral comprehension and conversation. Mm. You would have to learn some weird, semi-useless vocabulary, though. (laughs) Right. Maybe some fantasy vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But it could also be handy, like if you like reading fantasy novels, mm-hmm. then when yeah. you're reading these style of books, it would be very useful. But yeah, maybe we're not talking about dwarves and dungeons and dragons <laughs> every day in, in conversation. No, but the human to human problem solving discussion interaction is something that you do every day. And you have to be able to think on your feet and speak to people and understand what's going on. So I would say that for someone intermediate uh, who really wants to work on their interaction with people and oral communication, Mm -hmm. um, oral comprehension, it could be really good if you found a group that was open to it. Nice. And yeah, that's awesome that there's online options. One of the Mm -hmm. most commonly asked questions that I receive from our listeners is, 
how can I practice speaking? There are no native speakers in my neighborhood or in my country even, and I, I just can't get any speaking practice in. Well, here is perhaps one option for anybody that's asking this question because yeah, you could meet a group of players online and learn English through a fantasy role-playing game. Sounds pretty fun to me. I think that would be great. Give it a shot. <laughs> Give it a shot. Morag, thanks so much for shedding some light into the world of tabletop role-playing games today. It was really cool to hear about it and to learn about it. And one of my coworkers actually sent a, a group message in our coworker messaging chat room thing that we use on our phones. And he said, is anybody down to play some Dungeons and Dragons? And I was a little apprehensive, but now I think you've convinced me. I think I'm going to message him back and say, let's do it. Oh, it's hot stuff right now. <laughs> it's popular. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. All right. We'll leave it here for now, Morag, but thank you again and thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. Guys, if you want to check out the transcripts and exercises that we have for this episode, then just visit our website, qlips.com, and you can find out all the info you need to know to get the study guides. And as well, we are all over the place on social media on Facebook, on YouTube, and Twitter, and Instagram. So if you use social media and you want to stay up to date with all of the news here at Culips, then just search for the Culips English Podcast and you can follow us. That's it for us. We'll be back soon with another new Culips episode and we'll talk to you then. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye.